Hello and welcome to the Fishing Guide Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Wigman. Tell you what, pretty exciting. Travis is here. Travis just got done fishing. Uh, he's a major league fishing pro on Clarks Hill. Actually went over there and uh, went over there and did really good. Finished second place over um, in the Invitational uh, that they're having. And so he had to be on the show. You just on it like three weeks ago and I'm like bringing him back. So you that, probably want to come back like hey, like every month, yeah, don't you? If this is part of doing well, I'm I hope I'm here every tournament afterwards. So there you go. Yeah. You'll have to have your own show at yeah. that point. <laughs> I just have to give it up. But uh successful angler in northwest Arkansas and in, in the Ozark region and, yep. and now uh, starting to spread out mm -hmm. and uh, tell us a little bit about uh finishing. He brought his trophy in. Yeah. It's and, not the big uh, trophy, but it's still a good one. It's it's darn good, that's for sure. So, so tell us how this all, how this went down. You and tell us a little bit first uh, about your preparation for this tournament because a lot of people will just see like the lures and they'll be like, oh, I'm, I can go throw that jig or I can go throw that crankbait and I don't have to practice. Yeah. Tell us, tell us how that how and in fact your method of practicing for a tournament so uh for this particular event um clark's hills like fluctuates much like beaver here uh -huh. and so uh google earth was a tool that i greatly utilized and in pre-practice before i ever got there i had a bunch of rock piles and rocky points and other offshore structure um, that fish will like to pull up on right before they spawn and so in practice i started running that stuff and just never found any real size but the spot that I actually end up fishing uh, the last two days is a spot that my my travel partner, Scotty Valines, and I, we got to talking. And uh -huh. He was kind of figuring out a pattern, and we were kind of working together, and that's a that's a huge key. But uh, he actually was gracious enough. I was like, all right, what are you, like, what does this area look like? And he, you know, looked over my boat, and he dropped waypoint like here and here. And so he's like, you can go back there and fish, whatever. And these are places right. he's playing to fish in the tournament. I was like, I don't need a fish or spots. Like, I just want to go get a visual look at it. And as soon as I went there, got a visual look at it, got on Google Earth, looked at the trails I'd been running on my Lawrence, and I was like, oh, I made it to this spot. But right here, this is where it's going to go down. It was That's the a, juice, huh? It's just a shallow backwater area. Yeah, and you could uh -huh. see that the, the main river was muddy, but this backwater area is starting to clear up. And, so, and even in some of the historical images you could you could tell that was what's happening back there so um that to me said okay this is going to be the most stable water up here in this river this river is going to warm up the, the quickest right and it did it was it was 65 to 69 degrees there in the tournament wow. i mean those those warm warm days you get some sun in the afternoon and that i mean i was so shallow that i had my lawrence ghost i mean it was jacked all the way up out of the water i've got a you know most times people have a mud line on your uh on your boat but i've got right. a mud line on my active target transducer that was how far <laughs> i had it uh had the trail motor raced up but those areas are warming up quickest and those fish were just moving back in there um and i didn't expect day three to have as many fish move in there as as there end up being but right uh, the night before the last day it was nice warm night similar to what we've got here right. windy warm i mean perfect conditions and as soon as i got into that area i was throwing this this swim jig here on this Virtus Jewel 7.6 flip pitch rod, uh -huh. and you couldn't take it away from them. I mean, they wow. were they were trying to jerk the rod out of your hand and eat that jig. So, uh huh. And so you got another bait there yep. too. So yeah, this is two, two. 
this is the day one bait that I had 1811 on. Uh, I threw it on the, the Virtus Jewel deep diver rod, and this is just a, a 1.5 red square bill. Uh, I used it to crank all the bridges around there, just typical pre-spawn pinch points. You know I mean? These fish, right. they're moving back there, and there's a, you know, underneath the bridge, there's an opening they've got to swim through there. So keying in, keying in on those little pinch points, uh, I put a good bag together for me the first day and I never even made it up to the area I ended up fishing the last two days because I told myself hey if I've got a good bag by like 12 or noon uh, I'm gonna get that like get out of here get back closer to weigh in uh, fish some of the offshore stuff right see if there have been any fish because that's what I fished the first day of practice and so it had been a couple days since I'd been able to run through that Um, but the shallow bite was so good that I didn't need to so afternoon of the first day i spent back down the lake trying to just trying to run into some of those bigger pre-spawn fish back uh-huh. down lake and it never panned out for me and so that's after that i was like all right we're all in on this river deal and very fortunate that it worked out the way it did came up a little short i stumbled a little bit on the second day right but um, i mean second second professional tournament in my career and i couldn't ask for a better ending and so the first day, let's, what did you have for weight on the first day? 1811 the first day. Right. Uh, 157 the second day. Right. And then really wowed the crowd with uh, 2314, which was the biggest bag of the event on the last day. Wow. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. What's it like having 23 pounds of, they were largemouth, right? All largemouth. All largemouth yes, uh, in that uh, bass cat. Man, it was... Uh, <laughs> It was crazy. I've had a lot of fantastic days in my bass cat, um, but that just that topped them all. I've I've won a lot of money out of that boat. One of my buddies, he had actually texted me after the first day. He said, "Man, I don't know if there's." He said, "I know those bass cats catch a lot of fish, but he said I don't, there's not many that have caught as many as yours has." So right, yeah. So uh, twenty three was was a big one, and most of them were all caught on the jig. Every, then. every one of those was, was on a white quarter ounce swim jig. Uh huh. Yeah. I was yep. throwing. I threw a jewel, but uh, I ran out of those, and I just grabbed whatever I could get a hold of, and it didn't matter. They were so shallow. I mean, I've got I've got some GoPro footage that I'll be releasing uh-huh. uh, here soon on on YouTube and then on uh, on Instagram. All right. And it was it was crazy. I mean, some of them they hit it like a top water. Wow. It was they blow it out of the water and they've got it, and those fish up there are so shallow. I mean, they were when they hit it, they were running, and so these quick reels. This is a Eight one to one, just to ensure that when you got a hook in them, you kept a hook in them and right. reel them, reel them, crank them in, and flip them over the side. The five pounder, I, it had a great big head. I think it was actually a post spawn fish moving out of the area, and uh, when I saw it come up, I thought, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, where's my net? Where's my net? And I right. totally forgot to get it out, so I run to the back deck, lip it, throw it in the box, uh, stand back up there, and out of the exact same spot. I mean, I was power pulled down, never moved. Uh, threw right back the same cast a couple minutes later and and caught that six pounder and that's when I knew it was going to be one of those magical days and it, it really was I mean I I had 20 pounds in 30 minutes 40 right. minutes and wow you go around and getting a little flurry and you catch a three pounder that doesn't help you and you're thinking man three pounders <laughs> 49 guys that would probably really appreciate a fish like this today and then you go and catch a four or five and a four pounder. I mean, a three eleven was my smallest fish the last day. So there towards the end, I was like, man, I've got to catch a, a really big one just to even cull a little bit. 
you really have to keep your foot down on yeah. the throttle, don't yeah. you? On these on these tournaments, people are like, yeah. "Man, you're like 23 pounds." You're like, "That's just not enough." That's not enough. Yeah. Just, I mean, shout out to Dakota Ebear. Uh, he caught them all three days. Uh, I just stumbled too much on the second day. Right. Um, hindsight, looking back on it, uh, I made one pass through the area, caught five fish for like 11, 12 pounds, and then. Right. Uh, Towards the end of the day, I came back in and caught three more fish, and they all cold. And I thought, well, that's that's pretty good. I've salvaged my day. I thought they were uh, like 13, 14 pounds, and so I was happy that they were 15 and a half. But uh, now looking back on it, you know, coming up 10 ounces shy, I wish I'd have made probably one more lap in that area. But just because there's fish roaming all around there, I was I was worried on day two that there wouldn't be enough fish to go around for another day. But Right. When I showed up there day three, there was a whole new wave of fish, and they were ready. They'd been out there on the main river channel and hadn't seen a bait, and were ready to eat a bait. Did you have a camera in uh, your boat, a cameraman? On on day two, I did. On day two. Um, but oh, then, you weren't them on day on day three, yeah, didn't you? Well, so <laughs> right. Uh, one of the producers had called me the night before. He said, "Hey, right. are you going to go back to that area? Because it was a very remote area, way up the river, no cell phone service." Right. So for the live aspect, he'd asked me, "Hey." You've, you're like, you've earned your due time on, on live. Would you be okay if we swap a day here at Clark's Hill for a day at Eufaula or a day at Grand? Right. So both of those lakes are, you know, closer to home. Um, is that something you'd be interested in? And I said, absolutely. Like, right. somewhere I can actually hopefully be on live. I'm not up in a remote area with no service, but right. uh, somewhere where the fans and, and everybody following along and actually get a get a shot to see me. But, yeah, for the – for the TV show sake of it, I wish there would have been a camera in the boat because right. that was, I mean, it was, you set the hook and it's a stinking big one. Right. And you're like, man, and, you know, I catch the five pounder and I'm thinking I hadn't caught one near that big in there the day before. So I'm thinking, wow, that's incredibly lucky. I'm completely fortunate to do something like this and then go a couple minutes more and catch a six pounder. And so you're just like, right. at that point, what, what is the, what is going to happen in here today? Your, your mind goes crazy. Right. And so, but you went there actually thinking forward facing. You thought, yep. man, this is going to be that because you actually have a little history on the lake of doing some mapping for yep. the ranch, don't yep. you? Yeah, I uh, and that played a big key in, in it, uh, just as far as running up the rivers, being able to run comfortably and uh, uh-huh. having a great map that you know exactly. I mean, I I know exactly where the contours are because I was right. the guy out there mapping those, uh, and so it's cool to fish a, a spot that I've actually mapped before. But yeah, I went into this tournament totally geared up for forward facing sonar the whole gambit down the lake chasing roman fish or fish on on off offshore structure but uh-huh. when i showed up and the lake was muddy i knew well we're gonna have to go shallow to win this thing there's gonna be too many fish moving up if if it's gonna be the same conditions we had and i mean it was it was warm pre-spawn the full moons right now i right. mean those fish you know that you know where they're going and i just got in front of them and was fortunate there was enough of them coming to me so right yeah and like you were saying though the this lawrence c-map i mean huge key are you using the um there's uh different color palettes that yeah, they have absolutely. so you're, you're using the different color palettes yeah, yeah. shading you doing the custom uh-huh. shading um yeah. that way you know because it's kind of like okay well this bay has got this, this much, much good water yeah, right? this much good water back uh-huh. in there uh this is where these fish are going to spawn They'll hang out on these. Those fish were actually on, uh, on it was a big eelgrass and uh, right. eelgrass and isolated bushes back there. 
and there were some fish roaming around the eelgrass, but the better fish were were right up next to the bushes. And some of them were so shallow. I mean, uh, probably my biggest fish the second day, I saw it from probably 200 yards away chasing a, a brim, a shad, I'm not sure, right. but waked out of this bush. I thought, I'm going to do everything I can to get back there. I mean, it was the farthest bush back. <laughs> wow. And I raised my trolling motor all the way up, put it on two that way. I mean, it, the ghost was an, another big key. I mean, sneaking right. around in there getting uh-huh. on these fish without them knowing you're there um, and making really, really long casts. And, and, and you're a shallow water power fisherman from way back. So, yeah. do, so don't think he's a young kid no. that uh, is out there just, just using his electronics and thinking that that's your, your whole game plan. Your, right. your game plan is you're well-rounded, which probably plays a big part. Absolutely. So where are you off to next? Where you, where uh, does the invitationals the go? The invitationals, they're coming up uh, on Lake Eufaula in April. I think In Oklahoma. Yep, April the 14th through the 16th, I believe. Uh-huh. So I'm looking forward to that being a lot closer to home. Uh, hopefully we can find some magical area like we did at Clarks Hill and, and see what happens. But And, and then you go to um, Lake of the Ozarks. Lake of the Ozarks. Yep. Yep. And so then both you, of those are much closer. Right, and then you, you travel. Yeah, then it's back on the... Back on the train, yeah. Yeah, so you're going to... After that, we go to... Um, to the Virginia. Maryland. Maryland, Maryland the Potomac yeah. River. Yeah. Yep. So Tidal River. That one will be a... Uh, yeah, that'll be a learning curve for me, very much like Okeechobee. You guys will notice, after Okeechobee, I wasn't in here doing this interview. Because <laughs> after Okeechobee, I finished about dead last. I wasn't... Marty Stone, he said it best. He called me after my first day. He said... Don't worry. He said, I've been in your exact shoes before. Right. My first pro tournament, he said, I wasn't dead last, but I was next door neighbors to him. Right. That that is exactly how I felt after Okeechobee. So, uh, Potomac River, it'll be a challenge too. I mean, uh, lots of grass, fluctuating water with the tides and everything. So, I'm looking forward to it. And then we finish up the season up at the uh, Mississippi River in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Which is a... Another That'll, phenomenal place. Be a, can be. Yeah, right. Can't be because yeah. I've been there, fished that, done mm-hmm. that. Tom Monster I actually fished with up yep. there. So yep. people. That little swim jig might come to hand uh-huh. here in yeah. a couple months up there. Yeah. Is he fishing? I wonder if he's fishing. Is he fishing in the Invitational? I think I saw him at uh, at the Okeechobee. All I don't right. remember if he was at Clark's Hill, but. I'll check that I, out. I bet he'll find a way in up there in Lacrosse <laughs> at his will. hometown. Tell us a little bit about these rods. We were talking before yep. the show, and and both of us living here in Northwest Arkansas, and and you said uh, um, those were the jewel rods. Yep, these are, are the the Virtus um, uh-huh. Virtus rods made of, right. made over there in Harrison, Arkansas. So right, just a couple hours down the road, uh, I just partnered up with these guys before the season kicked off, and so I've got two tournaments under my belt throwing these rods, and I mean they right. they've made a difference. So this rod here. Um, a little bit longer than your typical swim jig rod, but for the application I was using it for, that three inches was was huge as far as. Getting what is bait. the length of that this, rod? This then? one here is a, a seven six. It's their. It's geared as their seven six. Pitch. Yeah, and that's so a long rod. That's for throwing a swim jig, and you would think you know this long rod is going to wear you down, but these rods are incredibly light, very sensitive. Right. Um, and I, I mean, my well, my hookup to land ratio, I and incredibly strong. That six pounder, I didn't say this. Uh, I didn't think it was as big as it was, and I actually boat flipped it. And then really, when it hit the carpet, I thought, wow, I'm very lucky that I've got a very strong rod, and this thing held up on me and 
yeah. put the fish in the boat. But uh, no, these are great rods. They're man-made here in uh, Arkansas. Right. I mean, it doesn't get any better than than American-made components. I mean, head to toe, and they've got a, a full staff over there, and uh, right. They're they're great people. If you guys are in the in the market for a new rod. Want to buy one that is 100% American made? Make sure and check out Virtus Jewel Rods. And and your tro- do you have a trophy room? Do you have like a like a fireplace or not, something where you <laughs> stick all yours? Or not yet. It's kind of like a little cabinet, but thankfully it's growing pretty quick. Right. 2022 was a fantastic year for getting the hardware, and right. So far, we're starting off pretty well in 2023 as well. There you go. Yeah. That takes us up to tackle time. Tackle time sponsored by Pico Lures. Pico Lures makes a complete line of hard and soft baits. Everything from bass fishing to crappie fishing, you name it, walleye fishing, anything you do out there fishing for, uh, Pico Lures has it. Uh, make sure you check them out at uh, picolures.com. If they want to find out more about you, if they want to see you, if they want to see you yep. in action, yep. uh, where would they go? Well, so I think the first day of uh, the Ufala tournament, I'll have a camera in my boat, so make sure to tune in to pageleakfishing.com yeah all the live but uh as far as that uh best way to get a hold of me is through instagram uh travis harriman and then follow along on the the ride we're going on because after okeechobee my spirits are pretty low but now it's it's a a whole new confidence is instilled in me all right there you go like i always like to end the show make sure you keep your hook sharp and your lures in the water (laughs) 